Hello everybody and welcome to Crazy Horse Gaming. I'm Mike and today I have Liam with me. Hello. Hello. And this is our first ever podcast for the website. The basic idea behind it is we're going to be doing a podcast once a month to start off with. Uh, talking about general gaming news, what we've been up to gaming wise. Uh, and then just go on a random tangent from there. Talking about random crap, gaming crap, whatever springs to mind. Uh, like I said, we're going to be doing this once a month to start off with. It'll just be me and Liam, and then hopefully Marty will be joining us in the next one. And we'll see how it goes. So, uh, as you can see, we are currently playing Brink. We figured, for those of you who are watching the video with this podcast, we'll be playing a random game each podcast we do. And then, for those of you who aren't watching the podcast, you can't see this at all, so it's a bit pointless. But yeah, so... um. Been up to much gaming wise lately then, Liam? Uh, well, recently I've been playing Far Cry 3, Crisis 3, uh, Nintendo Land, which was absolutely terrible, as you heard from me bitching this morning at work. <laughs> was it Was it really as bad as you said it was? Yeah, shocking. I, I'm just disgusted that Nintendo released it as a standalone title for that. Six, well, £50? Just ripping everyone off. I was quite surprised. I've heard um, a few people speak quite, you know, positively about it. You know, being one of the uh, strengths that Nintendo does is their little party mini games. I figured this one would be up to spec. Uh, I'm guessing these people don't have the highest expectations. (laughs) 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 When I get a next-gen game, well, next-gen, quotations. (laughs) Next-gen in inverted commas. Yeah. (laughs) I expect it to be decent, lots of playability. I mean, as I said, uh, my favourite one was the the, the the Pikmin one. It was over in three minutes. I'm not going to keep playing that level over and over again. So. <laughs> See, can't really comment much, seeing as I haven't actually played a Wii U yet. Uh, can't really justify spending that much money on a console I don't think is going to have a great deal of shelf life, to be honest. You had to go... Uh, F zero. Wow. I had what about two minutes ago on your on your um F zero on the pad. Yeah. Must have been the funniest two minutes you've ever had. <laughs> <laughs> Resisting. So uh no thumbs up for No <laughs> I wish I had uh, more thumbs to put it down because it's just that bad. <laughs> Ooh. Two two isn't enough. (laughs) We can expect a nice positive review from that on the site coming soon then, maybe? Yeah, it should be up before Friday, I reckon. Cool, cool. It'll be quite interesting if I can get this podcast up before Friday or not. We'll see. But, yeah. As date of recording, we are currently recording this on the 17th. So, you'll all see just how terrible I am at getting stuff uploaded, depending (laughs) on when this thing arrives. Yeah, uh, I imagine you'd have it done in a day, probably. Be fine. Maybe. Maybe, but like I said, I'm currently on with Army of Two at the moment, hoping to get a review out of that by the end of the week. So. Yeah, and by the sounds of it, you despise that one also. I don't know, I can't decide. I mean, I haven't really played enough to have a final verdict on it yet, but... And yeah. I never played the previous two, so I don't know if it's improved from the previous two, but... Going by what you said, I don't reckon so, because I despise the, the first two. They were, they were terrible. 
I'm just not big on game-breaking glitches. I don't think you should run into them literally two hours into a game. Yeah, this should have been fixed, like you said, before they went to gold disc. I mean, I can understand some glitches sneaking through, but I think two hours into the game you run into game-breaking problems. It's not great. No. Well, it's EA for you trying to rush something out all the time. Seems to be masters of that recently. You who's always saying how much you love EA. No, I love to troll people, you know that. <laughs> yes. So what else were you say you're on with? Was it um Far Cry 3? Yeah. Breath of fresh air, really. It's summer. That's comp- well, it's perfection on Far Cry 2, which I-, I didn't think was as bad as people made it out to be. It's, it's open world, you've got animals. Um, it's endless the things you can do in it. Yeah, I'm really enjoying that at the minute. Uh, yeah, uh, what about. Uh, have you uh, been playing any other games? Or? Uh, still cracking on with me. Resident Evil Let's Play. Uh, got a bit of Halo 4 in over the weekend. A uh, bit of multiplayer on that. And still working on finishing that on Legendary. Yeah, can't be far from the end now, though, right? I don't think so. Uh, it doesn't help that I tend to have big breaks in between playing it, so I never actually remember where I was when I get back to it. But. Yeah, it takes you half an hour to get back into it, sort of thing. Yeah, I mean the Halo's not too bad because you know the controls haven't changed that much in Halo since the first one, really. Yes, yeah, uh, fairly decent, competent shooter controls tend to. The, impo- the important question, is it better than Brink? <laughs> I'm going to say yes. Oh. Now, now who's trolling who? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for, for everyone out there, I enjoyed Brink, but Mike so far doesn't seem to like it in the five minutes you've been on it. Uh, you know, first impressions and all. I'm sure I'll warm up to it. Yeah, Maybe, but, yeah. maybe. See, I'm no good without my overshield. No good without my overshield whatsoever. Uh, yeah, what else have I been on with? Trying to think. I said I've uh, gone back into Saints Row. Started playing, um, getting back into Saints Row 2. Yeah. Uh, you, you enjoying that one? Or? Yeah. Yeah, I quite like the Saints Rows. Uh, the enjoyable games. I really enjoyed the third one. Uh, yeah. In fact, it was the third one that's made me go back and play the second one. Just for a, a comparison sort of thing. Yeah. Uh started Fez. A little late a little late on, but figured I'd get into that. And the, the Walking one that's Dead. Uh 2D platformer. Fez. Oh yeah, it's Yeah. Kind of a two D platformer with a three D perspective sort of thing. So your your character's the only guy who can actually see the world in three D. So although it's two D you can actually change your point of view. So you'll go from, like, say, the the screen you're looking at, you flick a button, and then it'll change to the other dimension sort of thing, so the other side of that view. So if you were looking at a box, you'd, only, you'd see the front of the box, click the button, then you'd see the side of the box. And it kind of works in that mechanic. It's a bit tricky to explain. Yeah, it sounds rather difficult. Works really well. It's a really simple yeah. mechanic. Works really well. Like a 400-pointer game or... I think so, yeah. I think it's 400 points on Xbox Live Arcade, isn't it? 
It's definitely one that it's got brilliant soundtrack to it. You, it's one of those games you can just get lost in completely. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm really enjoying that. And I've just started The Walking Dead as well. Yeah, how, how how are you finding that one? I'm liking that. A couple of episodes into it. Uh, yeah. I like the fact that it's not one of those you can put your pad down because you never know when there's going to be a, a quick time event or decision. Yeah, to... you, you've got to concentrate on it all the time, are you? Come on, yeah, but it's pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, uh, as I said the other day, for me, later on, it just seems to go downhill with the storylines and it. It's... Maybe I, I was expecting too much from it, but it's... It's like I said, well, I'm not going to say any spoilers for everyone, but the, <laughs> the characters just seem to dwindle away sort of thing. See, that surprised me, because you're one of the few people I've heard who've actually got anything bad to say about it. Most people say it's brilliant storytelling, they really enjoyed the game. You know, it was most people's game of the year last year. Yeah, maybe I'm just a critic, I just hate everything. You don't know these things. <laughs> Probably only a psychologist could tell me, but... <laughs> yeah, yeah. On a serious note, it's, I like it, but then it's just there's certain things where it could be improved, sort of thing. But it it probably doesn't help that I'm I'm I've based it on the TV show, which I absolutely love. It's, well, you can't base it on the TV show. It's not on the based on the TV yeah, show. Yeah, I know it's not. It's, the characters how they're portrayed differently in this one. It's, like when they go to the farm in the the game, it's the characters that well, I don't want to spoil it for everyone, but well, like, I've got to the farm. Uh, yeah, I've got out the farm. Uh, no, I'm still at the farm actually. Oh, I, I won't say any more, but it's it's totally different to my expectations of what the people were doing. But I'm not saying it's a bad thing because episode two was my favourite out of all of it. So, and, uh, all I can say is you will be shocked by the end of it. <laughs> good, good. I like yeah. a game that can surprise me. Yeah. And yeah, also I've finished Bioshock recently. Oh. Put a review up. Don't give me oh People you. People are gonna you. hate me so much. Another game <laughs> that I, I despise. You played what about an hour of it? Yeah. Two hours? It, so hardly it was, enough time to get to know the game. Yeah, well, it was just another dishonored game from in my eyes, which I I also hated. <laughs> you said you set up for a lynching here, aren't you? There's <laughs> oh. gonna be people out there listening saying, "Does this guy even play video games?" People can find me on Twitter if they want to send me some abuse. I don't mind. <laughs> oh, you heard that. <laughs> Uh, now the crazy horse won his own Twitter account. Yeah, yeah. Leave everyone else. Just give it to me. <laughs> but yeah, he's. I I don't know what. The, I just couldn't get into it. it was the story was slow moving. Um, it's just another run of the mill first person shooter that's tried to copy this on it in every way. You're not much of a story man, are you, I'm guessing? I am. It's just got to be clever or in your face straight away, sort of thing. Something mm-hmm. that they didn't do. I don't know. It doesn't get much more clever than Bioshock, the way they've... Uh... I, I, I've read things about the ending, how it's, people have to go and view it twice because they don't 
get what happens, but no, the ending's brilliant. I mean, the whole the whole thing that they put in there, story wise, is brilliant. Some of the the issues they address, well, in my opinion, is brilliant. Some of the issues they address and some of the things that they're not even subtle about, it's just like blatant in your face. Racism, socialism, capitalism, yeah. you name it, it's in there. Uh, uh, one of the things I admired about it, that the fact that they weren't scared to go up against racism and religion. Something that not too many people would go up against these days. Well, I don't think there's too many people out there that would do it well, to be honest. Um, yeah. I know what you mean. They might be over-the-top sort of thing and getting people's faces with it. But it's it's one of the things that uh, the Bioshock, Bio, Bioshock team do really well is they can actually tell. Bioshock, then? <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> Oh. Mm. Sounds to me like you don't, you don't like it really. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they, 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 um, they can tell stories pretty well. Uh, it's one of their strengths, I think. Yeah, well, I've, to, to be honest, I'll probably go back and play. I just need to do the first two yet. Half rush of the second one. Half rush of the first one. See, I've done the first one, completed the first one, enjoyed that. Haven't gone to the second one yet. That's still sealed on my uh, pile of shame. Yeah. It seems to me like you you like to play from the latest and go backwards just to... No, nah, not always. Not always. Saints Row? Um, go on, give me one? another one then. Give me another one that isn't Bioshock or Saints Row. Let me check your gamer list on Xbox Live. <laughs> uh, Army of Two. Missed the two previous games. <laughs> See, say, that, that's not fair. I'm doing that for review purposes. <laughs> oh, excuse, excuse. No, that, that's not a game I'd go out and buy. Um, you did Gears of War 1 and 2, didn't you? Yep. Uh, Assassin's Creed 3. You didn't play the first one. I did. It's on my gaming list. It's one did of the you? first games there. Oh, I'll let you off on that one then. So I've played 1, 2, and 3. Re- I was going to say Resident Evil, but you did start the first one on GameCube. Yep. And I've played number 2, and I've played number 5. So you skips about 10 games in between? Yeah, but they're all the same game. Yep. Zombies, zombies, and big guns. Yeah. What was supposed to be doing in this game? I have no idea. I'm just aimlessly wandering around shooting people. I think it's capture the flag sort of you've, thing. You've got a suitcase over your head, so I'm just following you while I'm not getting shot. I'm just running to this yellow point. <laughs> it doesn't yeah, really... and uh, I've started playing Torchlight 2 as well on Steam. That's the first-person horror game, isn't it? No, Torchlight Two is a dungeon crawler, top down. Oh, is it? Yeah, you go around taking loot, uh, sending your pet off to sell loot. It's like a fantasy based game, really good. Yeah, started playing that with a friend of mine. Uh, usually play it at weekends. Cool. You have to pay for that one, is it? One of the free games? No, no, I paid for it, but I think it was only about seven quid. Oh, that's not too bad, is it? Well, it's not bad at all. 
took a bit of getting going at actually getting a co-op game going between us, but... Why, did you do it through Steam, or is it like it's on... No, we, we did... Well, we played the game through Steam, but to play the game on Steam, you have to create an account with the people who've made the game. So, and that account has to be registered. Then you have to go back to Steam and... Sounds like another origin thing to me. <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm just getting so fed up. Every game these days has to have a separate account for you to want to play it. You know, obviously EA and Origin. and um, Yeah, it's, it runs through all the sports titles, but it's just getting a pain in the arse recently. Uh, Battle.net is um, Blizzard's, isn't it? Activision, sorry. Uh, Activision, I think. Yeah, so Blizzard. Well, uh, the worst thing about it you you sign into your game. You're on Xbox Live or PlayStation Network, but the moment that it signs you out of EA's network or whatever, you're unable to play the game online or anything. It's just stupid. It's like well, you know, this is obviously this again. This is one of the big issues that we're on about addressing with um, oh, what we've been discussing about online all-time games and things like that. Yeah, well, it's like right. uh, what was it that said deal with it. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it wasn't. Um, sorry, it was a spokesperson. Microsoft, some... wasn't it? Yeah. Don't think he was an official spokesperson for Microsoft, but it was some dude from Microsoft who basically said, "Yeah, deal with it with the online all-time console if the next console is online all-time." Which, in my opinion, if oh, it is, it, it's it, it a did work for really dumb move. Microsoft creative director Adam Orff. He was a creative director. Yeah. Oh dear. So. See, it's a really dumb movie. If they do go online all the time, just shooting them sending the foot. They will lose so much customer that and it probably would cost them that console generation. I reckon. Yeah, it he's not saying it on behalf of Microsoft, he's put it on his Twitter account. No, but as I understand it, Microsoft apologized. For the way he said what he said, but they never commented or apologised. On if it was happening or not. On the actual fact itself. So, you know, they're still none the wiser one way or the other. It's this big thing. <laughs> That's what she said. Couldn't <laughs> hey. resist. You're going to get one in there, aren't you? <laughs> true, true. You do realise that those people who aren't watching the video along with this podcast are not going to have a clue. When we get back to referencing the uh, the game we're playing. Oh, it's... Oh, what the heck? It exploded for no reason. Yeah, uh, yeah, they, can yeah. Deal, they can deal with it like everyone else with no internet. Oi! <laughs> I don't know. I mean, it's the fact that, you know, there are a lot of places that don't have stable internet connections or high-speed broadband and people yeah. there who don't want high-speed broadband. Uh, speed broadband. No, you mean it's like up until six months ago, I, I had the worst internet connection ever. It's, it's not one of those things that's accessible to everyone, is it? No, and then again, there's the other people who don't want to be online all the time. I mean, I'm one of the, I'm one of the people who thinks that too many gamers are going multiplayer for the sake of going multiplayer. Yeah, it's, it's in everything recently, isn't it? It's like, uh, what is it? I mean, Dead Space has gone co-op on it now. Um, Resident Evil games are co-op. Uh, I think it, it was good that Tomb Raider made its own full title and didn't go ahead with the everyone else sort of thing. 
Oh, true, but again, I'm still... I don't think... I mean, granted, sure, it's popular and it works really well, but... There are certain games I think don't need a co-op, but are just being put in there yeah, it's because just... it's the thing to do. Yeah, it's, it's, it's stupid, isn't it? It's like multiplayer. It's not necessary in every little thing. I think you mentioned a while back about um, Mass Effect, how EA made them put it in. Yeah, don't get me wrong. I mean, the, the, luckily enough, Bioware did a really good job with the Mass Effect multiplayer. Uh, it works really well. Uh, it's not directly linked to the main story. I mean, it is in there but it's one of those things that as far as I'm aware Bioware initially didn't want a multiplayer in Mass Effect because it's a story driven game it didn't yeah. require one well surely if they have to concentrate on this for so long it's taken away from what they could come up with in a single player game oh yeah true but then again getting back to the point of the, the online all the time issue is obviously you've got games like that where the multiplayer does work and so on and so forth but a lot of these uh, publishers and studios, it's not unheard of of them pulling down the servers of a certain game when they're done with it. You know, it's a, a common practice. Once the game's done, they've made the money, or it's no longer pop, uh, as popular, they'll pull down the server and direct funds to somewhere else, which, you know, it makes smart business sense. But what happens to that game? Those people who have bought that game that still play it once the servers are down. If you're online all the time, and you have yeah. to be online all the time, can you still play that game? Yeah, it's can't be done, can it? It's like it's um, useless. You go back to your say a hold to Nintendo games or PlayStation games. That yeah, you've say got... in twenty years' time, you want to go back and play your PS4 games. You're not going to be able to do it, are you? Because it's just not going to work. Well, unless you've still got a working PlayStation. But yeah. you know, it's the difference from twenty years. You can understand with them saying, "Well, yeah, fair enough. You've had the game that long. You've got your money off." But it's getting to the point now where a lot of the time they pull servers. You know. 12 months into a game, yeah, server yeah, gets yeah. pulled because it's no longer popular. You know, if I'm going to spend full retail price of £60 on a game... Yeah, you, you want to get a, a couple of years out of it, don't you? Exactly. I mean, there are a lot of people out there who don't buy games on a regular basis. They wait for the one game that they want when it comes out, they get it, and they just play that. Either because they can't afford more than one game, I mean, they're expensive things, or that's the only game that interests them. So if they're yeah going to wait all that time for this one game to come out and then you pull the server on them. Yeah, it's, it's just disgusting behaviour, isn't it, really? It's, it's just a real lack of, uh, I think, customer care. It's, yeah, it's, it's, it's ignorant, isn't it, really? It's, I think so. I think it's just greed on yeah. the publisher's part. I don't think it's more the development studios at fault. I think it's more the publishers who, obviously, fund a lot of these projects and stuff. They want to make maximum amount of money in a short time so they can move on to the next big thing and to hell yeah. with anyone else a lot of the time. I don't think it... I mean, say 10 years ago, people... Well, developers could publish their own games because it was cheap to do, but it's these days it's a lot harder to get funding for that. I know there was always the guys that were get, trying to get a Kickstarter for a game because they don't trust... Uh, Richard Garriott, I believe it is, who's just had a huge successful Kickstarter going so he could uh, publish his own game. And then you've obviously got Tim Schafer and Double Fine Studios with their huge Kickstarter success. So I think Kickstarter's helping in a lot of way. Yeah, I think, I think it, like that. it is the way forward, isn't it? Get your money first and then produce uh, the money. To a certain degree, I can also see it really backfiring on people as well. I think it's great that. 
people like Richard Garriott and uh, Tim Schafer, people like that, can actually get the funding for games they want to make from an audience that want to see these games, and you know they'll deliver on them. Yeah. I mean, you know, these are not like con merchants or like that, but there's also the, that big risk as well that you know you give somebody money for an unfinished product or a product that isn't finished. And they don't deliver on that. Yeah, or you run the risk of being extremely disappointed if it can go wrong. Has that ever happened yet? Or uh, In history of Kickstarter, I'm pretty sure it's happened a lot of times, but coming to video games, I couldn't mention off the top of my head. Uh, I mean, obviously not so bad with the big guys, because obviously they've earned their reputation and yeah, they, you know, they, they, they you gonna... know what to expect yeah. from them. But, uh, yeah, I imagine there's been a lot of... Pro- uh, well, I know there's quite a few projects out there that have kind of proper gone tits up uh, with Kickstarters. Uh, I'm not quite sure if it's more video game or not, but or whether there's been video game ones. But yeah. I think it's a good thing that that can happen. Yeah, it's... I think it'd be a great thing. Uh, but again, it's going back to running the risk the same as, you know, the, the, like we when we were talking about the pre-order issue after your... Um, don't positive think, experience of started on that <laughs> <laughs> the game that didn't be mentioned uh, yeah the tower's probably going to get a game of the year because it's sold so many <laughs> uh, you know two guaranteed things to sell uh, video games zombies and aliens yeah well the aliens franchise is guaranteed hitting it every time and it was yeah well it's whether you can trust anybody to use that license anymore <laughs> I don't know, I think there's plenty of potential left in it it just depends who gets hold of that potential next time around yeah well there was I posted the video on Crazy Horse about a cancelled alien game uh, it was like a, done in the Mass Effect style um, RPG had to defend choke points and stuff like that Oh, like a tower defense sort of thing, or uh, similar. Yeah, you had well, you just you had obje- objectives, and that was one of the main things. Like in the film, where um, you get you're being rushed by aliens, and you've got to try and survive for so long, sort of thing. And... Oh, see that that would probably be quite cool. I think they did something along those lines. You know, get it away from the actual main story of Aliens and maybe do it in the same universe, but... Yeah. At least the potential's there to do anything. It's like the AVP franchise. The unlimited potential. I know um, I went on the Play Store on my phone. They've just released um, an an AVP game. It's getting rare reviews. The only problem is it's in the free-to-play mold. All oh, right, so it's so um, they are charging three pound fifty to buy it first. So it's three pound fifty to buy, but all the stuff in the game you've got to purchase. Well, like weapons and ammo and shit. I suppose depending on how long and how much you get out of the game, I guess that's not too badly priced. I and mean, I suppose depending on how much the uh, actually charged for the in-game purchases. Uh, well, it's it's happened before. I mean. There was the dead trigger game on Android. At first they charged... I think it was £1.24. I think, oh, I'll go and purchase this. 
and then all the stuff in game you've got to buy it you've got to repetitively play the game over and over stuff like that uh, I mean that's that's how developers make the money to a certain degree if they're only charging a quid or not charging a great deal for a game then yeah I know what you mean Uh, yeah, I suppose. It's not too bad, I guess. Uh-huh. You find this game repetitive yet? <laughs> uh, don't know. Uh, I'm just running around shooting things randomly. I'm not paying a great deal of attention, which is kind of the idea with... The games that we will do on the podcast, it won't be us paying a great deal of attention. We'll just be using it as a bit of a visual aid. Yeah, just screwing uh, around rather than just yeah. sitting there. Pretty much. <laughs> just, talking. To, just, just to keep our sense more entertained as well, really. Yeah. But. Feels like my ears are about to cave in. This headset's so big. Told you. Have to, have to invest in a new one. Yeah. Well, I'm going to get the wireless... After glow one, when I get the money. Yeah. Right, it reminds me of another one I've uh, gone back to start playing as well is the uh, original Knights of the Old Republic, Star Wars one. Oh, yeah. Is that the online one? I get mixed up with the. No, I think it's in the same franchise. Uh, it's the same series. It's the third in the series, I believe. I think been, that one. It's been by Bioware, isn't it? Yeah, I think that's just called the Old Republic. Oh yeah. Whereas this one was Knights of the Old Republic, because there was, I think it went Knights of the Old Republic, Knights of the Old Republic to Revenge of the Sith, and then the MMO I think is just called the Old Republic. All of them made by Bioware. Uh, a bit of like a, a precursor to the Mass Effect series. You can definitely yeah. see where Mass Effect came from. I think this one came out on Xbox. And... Yeah. Yeah, I've got it for the original Xbox. Yeah, published by Lucas Arts Store. It is. Yeah, it's uh, still a Lucas Arts franchise. So Disney now. Yeah, oh. well, they've shut them down now, haven't they? They've shut who down? Lucas Arts. No. Yeah, he's, they were making the Star Wars thirteen thirteen game on. Oh yeah, yeah. The and now they've leased it out to other companies to finish off, sort of thing. But, but ha- have have they shut Lucas out, or is it just a they've, they've, they've swallowed it into the whole Disney machine? Oh, from what I read, it's hundred percent gone there. Well, that's a bit shitty. Yeah, but in the years of service, and then they come along by uh, and just just shut it down. Well, hopefully, a lot of the developers that would have got jobs in other departments at Disney or failing that. I imagine there's a lot of talented people out there that won't have too much trouble getting a job. Yeah. Well, saying that, I can't remember the last good game that they produced anyway, so it's no, <laughs> no great loss. <laughs> now, now, there's still have people out there losing their jobs. Anyway, you, the, you win uh, some, you lose some nights. <laughs> heartless man. <laughs> the, uh. Oh, what was it? The Force Unleashed were fairly good games. No, they were. I've heard nothing but bad things about both of them. You got to use a lightsaber and you got to use force powers. There we are. Can't be that bad. Well, wasn't the second one over in four hours? 
Maybe. Yeah. Still fun though. Oh, I think I think I pl I rented this first one on years back. I, I See, well, you sit over in four hours. That's just one playthrough. Yeah, if if you're going for that, you've got to go but for all the trophies and achievements. If the game's no good, I'm not going to keep playing it. The game, the game was good. good. Game was brilliant. It wasn't. Don't, Loved it. Don't the, tell pork pies. You, you, a... <laughs> you're trolling me. That's what you do. No, 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 no. <laughs> I really enjoyed it. In fact, I might even consider it for my next Let's Play. Or look back. Or look back. Maybe you could do it like a special... Uh... When's this? There's gotta be some kind of Star Wars anniversary. You could we could do a feature on all the Star Wars stuff. There's a Star Wars anniversary every year. Uh, oh, there's one at minute. Um, Star Wars actor Richard Lepamenentier, whatever it is, has died. Who did he play? He's. Give me a second. He's. The Death Star Commander. Uh, he was in Superman 2, Octopussy, and Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Oh, I think I know what you mean. Uh, I think. Yeah. I'm not sure. He's the one that Darth Vader strangles in M is it Empire Strikes Back? Possibly. No, a New Hope, the first one. So basically what you're saying is you want me to do a sequence of videos about the different Star Wars games. Yeah. Oh, right. You've got those two. You've got that one that we got in the charity shop, whatever it was that you despised. Oh, yeah. That was... Ah. One of the Rogue Squadron ones for the PlayStation? Yeah. Um, there's the, the GameCube ones. True. Yeah, I suppose it'd make an interesting video. So yeah. You never know, you might see that one going up on the site soon. Yeah, it's quite fun to do that one. Uh, right. Next thing, what are your thoughts on how Gears of War and God of War have significantly underperformed? <laughs> going by <coughs> an article on IGN, they've, they've basically... They've messed up. Uh, uh, Judgment has sold 425,000 copies compared to Gears of War 3, which sold 2 million plus in the first month. God of War Ascension sold 360,000, whereas it sold 1.1 million in a week. <laughs> the My opinion on that is... No, it's not... I don't think it's a reflection on the games. I'm sure they're very... Enjoyable, very playable games. I think it's just they're milking the franchise. Yeah, I, I agree that it's 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 going on. I mean, Gears of War Judgment, as far as I'm concerned, as much as it might be a great story, well written, and still play really well and look really well, is just Gears of War three point five. Yeah. You know, it's. I think it was out too soon. Too soon after Gears of War. I think it's a story which a lot of people who bought Gears of War 3 may have considered to be closed up. It just seems pointless that they try and release this yearly thing. You just get sick of things, don't you? It's like the Call of Duty games. Year on year they churn out the same game. 
we'll change titles on it, we'll put a four hour campaign in there. But in effect, it's still the same game as it was the year before. Yeah, well, it's, it's, uh, it's not changed now since number four. It's <laughs> They just don't do anything different yet. People will still insist on buying it. It's crazy. Well, yeah. All well, I can well. think of is that the makers of Gears of War and God of War think, oh, we'll just try and mimic that. We'll, 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 we'll cream some more money out of it. But the thing is with the Call of Duties and stuff, they have a kind of very specific audience. People, like I say, granted the single player in Call of Duty isn't great. But as far as developers are concerned, they don't build Call of Duty for multiplayer. They build it for, uh, sorry, for single player. They build it for the multiplayer. Yeah, well, he's... Uh, that's where they make the money. That's where they get the life, uh, shelf life out of Call of Duty's from. Yeah. I know um, a lot of people are sick of Black Ops 2. They, they don't like it anymore. It's... But saying that, as you know, they keep pumping out these multiplayers to keep people on, that won't last long. Same with everything else. It's yeah, it's coming to it the end of its life now, isn't it? Really, it's... I think it's the uh, the the kind of yearly model of re- releasing a, a sequel to a series once a year. Yeah, it shortens the show. Well, I think it shortens the shelf life of the games. You know, you get fed up with them a lot quicker because you're getting one coming out after the other, after the other, after the other. That you know. Sooner or later, it just becomes a commonplace. People get bored of it, and they want to move on to something different. Yeah, they do. Yeah, it's... I mean, from a business point of view, you can see why they do it. Obviously, the the quicker you make a game, the quicker you get it out. You know, the the less money it costs to make, and the the more money you get back. But surely they they would rather than lose on sales, release a bit of DLC. They would make the same money back from loss of sales. Though. Maybe, yeah, I think I think so. Um, I think in general, it's this business model that games want to be out early or annually sort of thing they want to keep doing uh, because the developers are scared to try something new now. They know something sells, yeah. so they don't want to rock the boat. I think it's more the, the actual publisher's than anyone else who think, right, this is what's making money at the moment, keep doing these, keep plowing money into this, because we'll get shitloads of money back. I mean, Call of Duty still makes still makes a hell of a lot of money for them, and it's still a hugely popular game. So they managed to pump that out on an annual basis without having to design a new engine or pay a great deal of attention to changing it, then that makes the game a lot cheaper and out, and because it's that popular, they know it's going to go on the shelves and it's going to sell. Yeah, well, it's, I know, uh, we've talked about this before, I think the idea of releasing sequel after sequel, they should just create a new IP and just leave Gears of War, God of War, in the past, the, 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 yeah. the great games, but it's, aren't you affecting that image that it's laid out before by churning out games that it's just the same thing, it's, Maybe even not as good. I mean, yeah, I agree completely. And I think, but I think that problem is it's not so much on the developer side. The developers do want to bring out new IPs and uh, new titles, but the problem is they can't get the funding for it. The publishers and the big companies want another Call of Duty. They want another Halo. They want another God of War, a Gears of War, because 
they know that's what makes money and they know that'll sell because that's what shop owners want on their shelves they, that's the other problem is shop owners only have a limited amount of shelf space so they want to make sure that what they're stocking is a guaranteed hit so they won't risk small titles or independent titles as much at the yeah. same time so you've got the the publishers not wanting to take risks with the money and then you've got the the uh the shops not wanting to stock an unknown quantity because they can only stock so much product going against the developers who want to make new titles and want to come up with original content at the end of the day it's this the people with the money that make the choices yeah i i, I see where you're coming from it's it maybe it's, maybe next generation when they they have to create a new engine and they've they have to start a fresh thing it, it might change hopefully a bit. that will see an influx of new ips and things like that uh Hopefully, I can't yeah. see it being a huge change it, it's straight off. Unlikely, isn't it? Yeah, it's. I mean, what, what have they announced next gen so far? You've got Watch Dogs, new IP. Um, yeah, there's the Killzone <laughs> game, which is <laughs> again another thing that's yeah. been done to death now. Uh. I think there there was um forget the name of it the one it's an indie developer what was he bringing out now he showed his uh, game he's known for doing I think he did braid previously oh I know what you mean um <sighs> what is it now <laughs> let me uh the witness that's the one yep. oh it's quite decent, though. It's a new take on things. Mm. See, that's another thing I'm quite happy to see is the the influx of indie developers getting some, you know, big screen time, as it were. You, you're seeing them more and more now. Indie developers are coming forward with new, fresh ideas and stuff, and it's not costing them, you know, stupid millions amount of dollars or pounds or whatever, so they don't have to make that much back. They're not faced with unrealistic, you know, sale targets and things. Yeah, it's it's one of those things where um, yeah, I forgot what I said now. <laughs> so I was, I was just reading this on the the, the PS4 titles that have been announced. There's two um, new ones that I wish I haven't heard of. Primal Carnage Genesis. Primal Carnage doesn't sound like a new IP to me. I'm sure I've heard that one uh, somewhere before. It's got like a T-Rex on it, but it's, it's also coming out on PS... Oh no, I'm mistaken. I thought it was coming out on Vita and PS3. I'm sure I've heard of Primal Carnage before. I could be wrong. And there's another one called Blacklight Retribution, which... Wasn't Blacklight that shitty alien game that came out about five years ago? Um, I'm not sure. That's a. Uh, don't think I've heard of that one. I think I may be mistaken. Primal Rage for Primal Carnage. I'm not sure. I've heard of Blacklight Retribution, but I don't think I've heard of the. Don't think I heard if it's a sequel on. Anything else? Yeah, it's called Blacklight Area 51. Oh, no, Black Sight. Was it? Uh, let's have a look. 
Blacklight Retribution. Let's reload up. Looks to me like yeah. they originally called it Blacklight Area ah, 51. Developers and then Zombie. They called it Black Sight. Developers Zombie Studio. Publishers Perfect World Entertainment. Distributors Perfect World Entertainment. Uh, platforms Microsoft Windows, PlayStation 4. First person shooter. Large is a free to play, fast paced multiplayer, online first person shooter. Free to play. Oh, God. Yeah. Free to play doesn't mean bad. I, I, I just don't agree with this idea that I get a game that's free, but I'm still going to have to spend probably more than £40 to use its well, features. Well, yeah, because the basic idea behind the actual feature is you play the game for free. If you like it, then you put some money towards it. It's an alternative to saying we're releasing a game. If you want to play it, you're going to have to pay 60 quid. But I'd rather pay the one-off payment of £40 than... And not have to fork out anymore. It's it's like but, the whole the DLC issue with EA where they what was it now on Dead Space Three they uh was it on the disc or something and they unlocked it. Are you talking about the microtransaction yeah, things in that, that's well, the one, yeah. in Dead Space that's just bang out of order. If you're paying full price for a game that you shouldn't have microtransactions, but I can understand with a free to play game because at that point it's them basically saying, look, we put this out here. If you like it, you know you can pay some money for it. Might not have to be full price, so in effect, you could be getting a game which you really enjoy and get the same enjoyment out as that as you would a full retail priced game for five, ten quid, depend or depend on how much you enjoyed it. And on the other hand, they're saying if you don't like it, well, then it didn't cost you anything. Yeah, I get what you say. It's, I just it's like when I it's... play play phone games. I mean, I'm playing one called Top Eleven Soccer. And it's one of those where you go back daily and you get coins daily and use the coins to buy players and everything but they give you one a day but you have people I mean you can buy your own I think it's £27 for like a thousand but you get people that hack the game on Facebook so when you bid on these players everybody else bidding and bidding and bidding it's just costing you money and you're not getting anything for it which is I can see there being a lot of problems with people hacking it and Unlocking well, things where, if you're paying your good money, you don't want to see that, do you? See, so the thing is, I'm a big supporter of the the free to play market. I think all oh, the actual scheme it's saying if done, can work really well. I think it's a brilliant way of doing it. You know, the developer saying, look, you pay what you want. If you like this game, then you know, give us some money for it. If you don't, then you don't have to. Don't worry. Uh, I think the problem with it, it's got this. Some people seem to have this this stigma about it, or are a bit put off when they hear the free to players because it's been done badly in the ta- in the past. I mean, you find these games a lot of these games on Facebook are a prime example of how free to play shouldn't be done, yeah. where the where they deliberately make the game or the game's free to play, but if you actually want to get anywhere, you're then spend a fortune. <laughs> you're gonna want to spend money. If you don't, we are gonna make this game as tough as hell for you. You will have to grind for hours. Yeah, uh, that's what that top eleven's like. It's it's based on Facebook. You can get the app on your phone. See, a good free to play game should be: we will give you a game, or this game free to play. You can finish it with what we give you. If you know you want to enjoy it a bit more or get a few things, then yeah, there's microtransactions in there. Or if you want to give us some money, then feel free. But if not, we are not going to make this game 
a day in day out hour on hour grind yeah for your money sort of thing it's like i mean what was it one of those things like uh kind of like that i think it's a farmville mechanic or something along those lines where it's if you want to build this it'll take so many hours unless you pay so many coins these coins cost so much in which case you can do it in 10 minutes i think that's a shitty way of having a uh, yeah. a free to play Definitely. and don't get me wrong the studios have still got to make the money on the game but i think it can be done a lot better and there are games out there that are doing it better but there are also games out there that are doing it really bad and i think that yeah, it's, it's disgusting isn't it? how. I, mean, I think it's is it Zyanga that um, do Farmville, which is yeah. under EA now. It's, it's like EA's trying to screw everyone with everything. <laughs> but to be fair, this is why EA's in so much trouble. See, they bought Zyanga when Facebook, uh, when Farmville and that was at its peak and people were plowing hours and money into it and stuff. So they threw silly amounts of money. I mean, silly amounts at. Zynga and other studios that do this social media gaming and then the bubble burst you know people lost interest as you do with a lot of fads and EA are too stubborn to, to rather than actually saying well we're losing money on this front they're thinking well we've still got to make money on this front so they're shutting down other areas of their companies where you know there's a lot of talent and potential there but because they're not making large amounts of money from them at this moment they're getting closed down. Yeah, slightly unfair, really, when they they pay all this shit stuff. And I think it's it's where the world's going at the minute. You've got to pay for everything. Nothing. Well, it just seems like everybody's trying to get ahead of you and rip you off these days. I don't think ripping off. I think see with EA or the big. We keep going back to them, but big publishers and stuff, I think with them, they're in an awkward position to begin with because they're such a big company. And granted, a lot of the time they are out to make as much money as they can because that's what they do. At the end of the day, they're a business and they're there to make money. That's that's just their bottom line. If someone's not making money, then they're, they're going to get rid of it. Uh, I think they get... I think it's a lot of misunderstanding with things like free-to-play games which gets them a lot of stick. As people see the free-to-play and they just think, oh, this game's free. Great. And then there's all these little microtransactions, which I don't think are necessarily trying to con people. I think it's because obviously they've still had manpower, uh, manpower's gone into it in hours and things like that, that they need to make money back. But I think it's just a lack of understanding to begin with that's given them a bad name. And I don't think the the general press outside the gaming press helps either with you know all these issues that you know my daughter raked up so much money playing an ipad game which i didn't know was costing us stuff it's disgusting and blah 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 that's hilarious when that happens there was one of the paper weren't there where the the kids spent four thousand pounds buying the same thing over and over on an ipad (laughs) see to me that's just idiotic parenting (laughs) (laughs) yeah it's just ignorance to what the kids are doing on that ipad i mean all the information's there for them if they just Take the time out to look at it. There's parental controls there. There's all sorts. All sorts. I mean, it's. I fail to see why they feel that the game developer should be responsible for that. Yeah. It's like on the Play Store, you've got. You put your credit card details in. If you buy an app, you can just press accept. But if you want to lock it off, you can put a password in. And then if anybody does go in, they, they can't buy a share. <laughs> but I mean, it's like the, the argument of. Well, she's only a child, she's she's seven years old, or he's seven years old, how are they supposed to know we think you should give the money back? 
I fail to see at what point they think that game developers should become babysitters. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they, they've put the features there for people to actually look look after the kids and lock credit cards out and make sure this stuff doesn't happen. Now, if they choose not to use them, that's their problem. Yeah. Please. <laughs> as, as long as it's clearly stated that you are buying something, you know, as long as it says, you'll click on this, this will cost you so much money, do you want to continue? Well, there's probably <laughs> two things, though, where one way it's accept to download. No, you've got your purchase button, which will tell you the price. Then there's one to accept to download, and there's one asking you about your, de- your card details. So it's <laughs> all the I mean, security like, things are there. To... Even with the, the in-game itself, as long as there's a quite clear thing that says, you know, say you go into a shop in the game and you want to buy this, and it says, this costs so many coins, do you want to buy? And you click yes, it'll say... You know, this is an actual purchase which will come out of your account. Are you sure you wish to purchase this? It'll cost so much. If there's a warning like that, then I think that's fair enough. I'm pretty sure I've heard of some dodgy uh, game developers where they haven't mentioned that and it's just automatically took money off you. Uh, when you've clicked, yes, I'll buy this, and it wasn't 100% clear that yeah, they were yeah. making an actual purchase, which I think is a bit... Naughty. It, yeah, it's wrong. I mean, it's... Who, who was that now? There was one big game that was doing that. <laughs> to be fair, along these lines, I, I'm still pissed off the fact that the Aliens Colonial Marines game, they released it, <laughs> and then a week later they, went, they go and charge 1,200 points for a bug hunt that gives you two levels. That is a bit harsh. Just, just put it on the games. <laughs> I mean, that that is a bit harsh, I think, especially if it was a game mode that was, you know, believed to be included. Yeah, it's it's disgusting that. I mean, they could have just said, "Oh, well, we're sorry for lying to you about the, the trailers. Here, here's this for free." But no, the worst thing is they want you to buy um, what was it, a season pass for I think thirty-five pounds or something like that. It's just extraordinary. So they wanted to charge £35 for a season pass, as well as you paying full retail for a game. So, yeah. well, I, 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 I mean, uh, I'll tell you, I, I got one tonight, it cost me £50, so I paid more than everyone. It was, it was just, <laughs> I've, I've had my trousers down, and they've just bent me over and raped me. That's all that happened. <laughs> for your £80. Yeah. Well, if you went for the season pass, anyway. Yeah, and Randy Pitchford wonders why everybody <laughs> gives him abuse on Twitter. <laughs> it's just warranted abuse. He deserves every little thing. <laughs> no. It's like I said to you the other day, I probably won't buy another Gearbox game. They screwed us over with Duke Nukem. They screwed us over with Aliens. Duke Nukem was going to be a nightmare <laughs> from the get-go. Anybody who thought Duke Nukem was going to be a good game when they heard it was actually being made, I'm sorry, but they, 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 they were extremely the deluded. Drawing board and started it again rather than no, they keep... couldn't have. That's the problem. You've got what twelve years worth of development there. If you took that away, think of the amount of money they would have lost because they would have had to pay to get hold of that, and you can guarantee it wouldn't be cheap. The problem was they um they saw dollar signs. That's all they wanted. I don't know. I think Duke Nukem was an actual genuine. Labour of love for a lot of them. 
Uh, I mean, the fact that Randy Pitford was on the original team for Duke Nukem 3D. You know, I think he had, like, that was a special thing. He had a special place in his heart for Duke Nukem. But that game was such a mess, and it had been passed over to so many studios. There was no way that game was going to be any good at all. And it was never going to live up to the hype of it actually coming out. It had been waiting that long. There was that much hype about it. I mean, I still remember when Duke Nukem Forever was a running joke. Yeah. You know, people used to say, when's this coming out? Oh, probably the same time when Duke Nukem comes out. Ha, 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 ha. Because <laughs> nobody ever believed that game had ever hit the shelves. So when it did, it was it was going to be doomed from the get-go. Yeah, there was it, no way it was it, going to be a success. It suffers from the fact you can literally tell it, it should have come out in nineteen ninety nine. It's see, I think they would have done a much better job had they marketed it as being this really cheesy, shitty throwback to the nineties. Yeah, they they should have. Um... This game shit. We're releasing it. It's Duke Nukem. Way. Probably would have gone a lot better than saying, you know, we finally finished this Duke Nukem game, it's going to be awesome. Yeah, t- taking themselves seriously, saying it's going to be brilliant. and They, they should have um, released it as a budget title as well, rather than a full retail. I don't know if they could. It must have cost them millions to get that game made. Must have. Every, I mean, the the rights, the actual the, the stuff that was already made, the what? What was it, 15 years in development, that game? Somewhere like that, yeah. What was the one before that? Um, Land of the Babes, I think, what? Previous one? Yeah, one of the uh, PlayStation games. Yeah. It was like I think that was, that was a third-person shooter, that one. Which, uh, I think they should have gone with that anyway in the, the latest one. I want to see the next Duke Nukem go back to its original 2D... Sprite based. It, there's nothing to stop them doing. I mean, they could do like a, a cartoony effect, cel shaded stuff, and or or maybe even a comic book style. Did you ever play um thirteen on? I loved thirteen on the Xbox. Yeah. I played it. Do it like that. That's all they're gonna do. Have it cheesy. Him being a dick to everybody. See, I think it'd work as if he was. I think the way it'd work. Or it should work, as in Duke Nukem is Duke Nukem. No, he's the, he's the same guy that you saw back from Duke Nukem 3D, but everyone else around him's changed. Yeah, and like, what the fuck? Everyone else is growing. Yeah. I, I think they, they missed a trick releasing him as a DLC in Borderlands. I think that would have been so funny. Yeah. Maybe go back to his planet sort of thing. He's always <laughs> perving on, um, what's she called now? Lilith. Yeah, yeah. He's perving on her, trying to fill her up. Um. <laughs> but they've got to put up with him because he happens to be really good at killing things. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it's in their best interest that he helps them, sort of thing. <laughs> yeah, I think that'd be funny where everyone's just like, oh, this guy's such a tool bag. Like, yeah, but he's really good at killing things and we kind of need him. Yeah. Well, he's maybe even a crossover game for the next Borderlands thing. Um, Throw Duke Nukem in there rather than fighting robots continuously. Paul, just, fi- put all just the find him in. frozen in an iceberg somewhere in the middle of a lake. Yeah, or the middle of a, a a lake. Sorry, the ocean or something like that. Do like a Captain America parody where Duke Nukem was frozen in time. Exactly. We, we just get us right in this game. 
It could be feeling Mad Moxie up. They could even marry Mad Moxie. That'd be a perfect match. Mad Moxie and Duke Nukem. Yeah. The basis is there for them to do anything. I mean, it doesn't necessarily need to be its own Duke Nukem game, does it? It's as long as you've got the character there. I don't know. Maybe, maybe um, Gearbox should just start trolling everyone by having their having Duke Nukem just pop up in random games where he just doesn't belong. Yeah. So you just see him like pop up in the middle of FIFA 14 or something. <laughs> going, Hail to the king, baby! Yeah, he just uh, <laughs> starts taking over. Yeah, just like you know, like it was um, John Tobias or oh, what was it? The the dude who kept popping up in the Mortal Kombat games, the toasty guy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Just have him popping up in random games like that. I think that would be the best use for Duke Nukem these days. Just literally him pop up in the corner with one of his classic one-liners in random games and then disappear. Well, to be fair, I'd have him as commentator on FIFA. I think that'd be quite awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. He doesn't strike me as the type of person that uh, would know a great deal about football. No. <laughs> or, since he's American, I guess he'd call it soccer. Yeah, well, I imagine he'd, he'd like playing with soccer balls. <laughs> Are you implying that that Duke Nukem is a uh, closet homosexual? It, it could be anything. Anything they wanted him to be. Because <laughs> it just because he can't get any lower than what he does, what he yeah, has yeah. done now. Well, he's not getting no women, is he? So <laughs> he might as well try and swing the other way. <laughs> well, I suppose that's one way for Duke Nukem to go. Definitely be a twist in his character. Yeah. Just make him go all sensitive as well. It's the 21st century after all. So. True. How did they get behind us? I don't know. I ain't got a clue what it's I'm doing spawning here. in front of us. So what do you think to the news of the um, remake of Mickey's Castle of Illusion? Mm. Right in there with... Um, Obviously, DuckTales as well. I'm looking forward to it purely for the f- from the fact of the nostalgia point of view, but I'm just... I don't know. Then again, I'm just... I'm kind of wasted rather just leave these things alone. And See, I'm finally getting my wish. I've been saying for ages that I want more old-style 2D platformer video games to come back out like you had back in the Mega Drive and stuff, but I want them on the Xbox. I want them in HD. Yeah. Well, I, I can see it being alright on releasing it as a DLC, but I, I, I'd prefer them if they just release them on handhelds. Maybe oh, the Vita, why? 3DS. It's, it's just a simpler game that's made to be played on the move. You just want to get some use out of your Vita. That's what it is. I play it all the time. Really? Yeah. The last game I played was um, Castlevania. Symphony of the Night. And that was... A couple of weeks ago. For how long? About an hour. If I got pissed off. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I think I want... I basically want my childhood games to come back on a modern console. With nice shiny new graphics. That's what I want. I reckon it could be done good if done properly. I don't, I don't think every game has to be like a 60 hour long marathon or has to be no. open box 3D uh, free roam, any of that. Like, I think there is a market out there for like the old style 
you know, Taz, DuckTales, Tailspin, you know, um, one of the other, Toe Jam and Earl, things like that. Yeah. But, you know, uh, new. I'll t- tell you what I would love. Alex the Kid in Miracle World. It's... Yes, you would, wouldn't you? Just bring that back. Just, just give me the theme tune. A HD no. theme tune. <laughs> well, I say HD. A 5.1 surround theme tune. <laughs> that, that just sounds like my worst nightmare. Just to have Alex the Kid's theme tune and surround sound. <laughs> Play it for the whole street so they can enjoy it. No! My like to point out for anyone who's not quite getting this is... Liam has spent, oh, the best part of, I think, a month now just constantly playing the Alex Kid theme tune at work to the point where it's driving the rest of us to the point of wanting to kill him. And I also changed everyone's email <laughs> so that when they got an email, it played Alex the Kid. Yes. It, it's necessary. Everyone loves it. <laughs> we did. <laughs> It, it, it's my source of energy. Superman has the sun. I have Alex the Kid theme tune. <laughs> Keeps me going. And lately when I get home and I go to bed, all I can hear when I shut my eyes is... <laughs> do, 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 do. Oh, don't get me started. <laughs> <laughs> Shoo it. I will get my own back on you. you I will. I love all catchy things. Hmm... I might. You just wait. You'll you'll go into work one day and find every PC you look at, the uh, back screen's been changed to the Alien Colonial Marines title. Did you do that anyway on one of them? <laughs> <laughs> kind of. I think it was the game cover, wasn't it? But just a collage doll of the yeah the wallpaper. No. <laughs> yeah, I think you know, going back to the uh, the obviously the. If they do pull off uh, Mickey in the Castle of Illusion in full, nice, shiny HD graphics, I think that'd be quite cool. Yeah, it should be, shouldn't it? And DuckTales. I'm not quite sure how DuckTales is going to go, with them saying that they're getting the original cast back to do the voices. Well, the guy that does Scrooge McDuck is a 92-year-old, I think I read. Yes. So, you know. Well, saying that I read, I I did an article on the website, didn't I? You did? Yeah. I don't think I'm www.crazyhorsegaming.co.uk. Go check it out. Get on there. Viewers. <laughs> Make us money. <laughs> <laughs> money? What's that? Uh, well, we had no yet, have we? <laughs> we don't do it for money. No. Nope. At least not yet, anyway. But I think I've just shot one of our dudes. Never mind. Have you noticed how the AI is so stupid on this game? It's just down there. I just don't know what I'm doing, to be honest. I'm not paying any attention to what I'm doing in this life. <laughs> We've been in this area for like 10 minutes and not moved. They have not moved. We've not moved. <laughs> Good old game AI. It's great. This being the age of the smart AI and all that for video games. What I've noticed by this is the anti-aliasing. It's non-existent. When you move about, it's, it's as if there should be motion blur there, but all you see is pixelation. Yeah. For those of you not viewing the video, this won't make <laughs> one blind bit of difference for you. <laughs> Again. <laughs> uh, right, next 
quite a news. Um, Nintendo announcing games. Don't they're be stupid. They never do that. They're making <laughs> stuff. What what games? Uh... A sequel to Zelda: Link to the Past. Oh really? Oh. Yes. And it's staying in the same style as a, was it a top-down view on the old uh, SNES? Are oh, you joking? Nope, they're keeping it in the same oh. view, and it's going to be a direct sequel. Don't want that. <laughs> well, you're getting it. Everyone likes Zelda. You see, the, the trouble with that is they're going to make it so that you're controlling Zelda on the touch screen. But controlling who? That's not that Link. Sorry, my bad. Uh, however. I have had this problem when I was playing Nintendo and when you're looking at the look at the touch screen, you're never looking at the TV. So what's the point in having the HD TV to play the game? I think I mentioned that to you at one point, didn't I? Yeah. What was your response? No, it'll be fine, don't but worry about it. It's like on games that are made to be viewed on the HD TV, whereas you just like doing little bits on your screen rather than the whole game being played on the, the touch screen. It's fine. And I'm thinking, I'm not sure, but I think Link, the Link to the Past sequel might be a 3DS game. Uh, not a Wii U game. Oh, it's giving me a heart. Don't do that to me. <laughs> <laughs> but it's... Uh, uh, what else have we got? We have Yoshi's Island 3DS coming out as well. Yeah, it seems to be lots of 3DS games. I don't know if the download titles or uh, well, I think that would be a, a cart thing wasn't it was Earthbound coming to the Wii U quite good did I lend yes. you Earthbound uh, was that that one that no crazy no, Japanese one that, uh, there, there was that one Japanese one that I couldn't play for some reason uh Yes, it's the uh, 3DS that uh, the sequel to Link to the Past is coming out. Yeah. Looking at the screenshots, it looks quite decent. So the Wii U still isn't getting any titles. <laughs> no. Although it is getting a, an update next week to speed it up. Yeah, so then hopefully after that update, isn't it the um, virtual consoles meant to come online? Yeah, which... We'll which give you Nintendo 64 games to play. On the touch screen as well. Which is brilliant. All those all those games being able to play while I'm doing a poo. <laughs> <laughs> There's an image I didn't want at this time of the evening. Oh dear. Um, what else we got? <laughs> yes, they announced release dates for Pimpkin Free... Mario and Luigi Dream Team, Mario Golf World Tour, and a new Professor Layton. Wait, well, Professor Layton coming out on? It's been delayed till August. Yeah, but they still announced it. <sighs> going to wait even longer for a Wii U exclusive. It won't be exclusive long. They'll bang it on the 3DS as well. No, oh, he's. It's a bit too graphically intensive. They'll do a cheesier version of it. No, we've done a, a lot of articles on the website now stating such and such will be out on the Wii U, such and such won't be out on the Wii U. It, 
it seems to be the growing trend that most games get announced, but then either get cancelled or put back. I mean, or doesn't happen at all. Well, I've I've got a list up here. Pikmin three, Rayman Legends, which was delayed. Both of those games been delayed. Wonderful one oh one. Nothing's been announced yet. Aliens, Colonial Marines, cancelled. Who cares? Um You care. You were looking <laughs> forward to that one. I was. You said you said you were gonna get it because it was the ultimate aliens title. Shh, don't tell them, shush. <laughs> uh Mestro Last Light yet to be announced. Tom Clancy's Ghost Recon being put on hold. Yeah. Tom Clancy's obviously busy with his Sam Fisher. Yeah, um You've got Angry Birds trilogy coming out in it. Oh, don't get me started on that game. Stupid. Nobody wants it. Talk about a snorefest. That'll be a huge seller, that, you know. That's, that's a sad thing, though. It's, <laughs> it, it's getting like Call of Duty. It's every two months there's a new title out. Well, yeah, but with Angry Birds, it only takes them five minutes to bash out a new game. Yeah. All you got to do is change the colour of the birds in the background. Yeah, I suppose the, the Star Wars one was quite good. I think it deserves full retail, though. It's like I never got around this idea that Angry Birds is out on the 360. Yeah, it's, they charge, what, £40? No, £30 for these titles. You can get it on a phone, which is made for a touchscreen, free. Which <laughs> just doesn't make sense. I've never, you know, I, I can't see it being in a, a huge retail success, but, you know, they made money everywhere else, and they've pretty much yeah. got the Angry Birds on everything these days. Well, I think I'm guessing about the Wii U, it's cheap to develop for, because they seem to be releasing either old console titles or cheap games that just sound nasty. I mean, you've got one called Funky Bard. Funky Barn! Don't, don't. I've seen Funky Barn, it looks awesome. Uh, tank, 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 which I think... They, Is that they, about tanks by any chance? Yeah, they released it full retail, and then about two months after it came out, it was free on the Nintendo store, which I can't make any sense with. Funky Barn's kind of a cross between Farmville and SimCity, if I remember correctly. Yeah. It was quite, quite... Uh, it might be alright then on um, a touch screen. I think that's it. That was the main control system. I think it was designed around the touch screen kind of movements, and then obviously that just showed up on your on your TV. Yeah, it's like I was talking about earlier. It's just that problem of constantly looking at your touch screen, but not making you see HD TVs. It's wasting electricity. Ah, yeah, I suppose. Uh, I still think that the Wii U would be ideally suited for uh, top-down strategy games, real-time strategy games. Yeah, you're right, it would be. I think Command and Conquer or something like that would do really well on a platform like the Wii U because you haven't got the problem of the uh, control pad. You could just use the stylus to command your units. Yeah. There yeah. we go, EA. Another great title there for you. <laughs> Free on. one off me. All these ideas, we should pitch them to games companies. I mean, we've come up with that. Um, Duke Nukem. <laughs> uh, what the Duke Nukem troll or the actual just him showing up 
Both. <laughs> Borderlands. Both excellent ideas. Uh, yeah, well, I think the Wii U, it, a strategy game would be good on it, but mostly I think it's suited to... Um, I think RPGs would be great on it. You'd have uh, mini games on the bottom screen as well as item management. Yeah, and I think that would come in quite handy for say, like if you were looking along the old Final Fantasy style battle screens. Yeah. You know, where you had your three characters line up and Wait. you could have that on the bottom part and still have the full on combat scenes on the main screen, I think would be yeah. fairly. Well, you, they could, do you remember how um, in the older games you had your sort of bad graphics when you're walking about and then when they got in battle it kind of. Well, they were a whole lot better when I, mean, I think Final Fantasy Seven. They were like um, a three D model in the battles, but when you got to walking around, it was just like these three D polygons that had no textures on them. Or they could do that sort of thing and just have maybe uh, your stairs across the bottom, two D sprites there, um, and then on the big screen you could have it all in HD, all the attacks HD. Yeah, yeah, I suppose that would work. But it's untapped potential again. Well, I think things like, uh, well, I think Final Fantasy in particular is due a, a relaunch. Yeah, it, it, needs a, it needs a reboot of some kind. Yeah, definitely. I think the way they need to go with things is obviously still keep make some titles in the RPG mould, but maybe like a hack and slash game or I don't know. I think the RPG still uh, is still a valid way of doing it. Uh, doing still doing like an RPG, but I just think they need to do something to freshen up the Final Fantasy franchise itself. Yeah. It's almost as if they get into the points where they don't want to make video games anymore. They want to make films. Yeah. Well, they've they've had the hand at films, haven't they? Recently, Spirits Within. Advent children, but there's a lot. A lot of the games are getting like that. They're becoming more like they develop, or the the somebody in that studio thinks that they'd rather be a film developer and seems to want to make the games like that. I mean, there's more movie cutscenes and things like Final Fantasy and Metal Gear Solid and things like that than there is actual gameplay at certain points. Yeah, but I think recently they're trying to have a line on both. But I know. It's so like Tomb Raider and Resident Evil 6. You've got your move, so like, yeah. I'm going to use the word FMV. But it's not, because you've got to concentrate on it and do quick time events, which I don't think are the way forward. I'd rather just sit there and enjoy what's happening, as opposed to pressing X every 10 seconds to do a jump or whatever. It's... I suppose it's it's got its place. I mean, I... So far, that's what I liked, what they've done with The Walking Dead. Uh, as in, you can't actually really just sit back and relax, relax and watch. Yeah. You see, the trouble What's with that, that, it's... I mean, you've not played Heavy Rain, have you? No. Well, that's kind of what Walking Dead's done, really. It's like a, a next-gen point-and-touch game, in it? Sort of thing. Oh, yeah, point-and-click sort Point-and-click, yeah. Um, whereas... In Resident Evil 6, you'll have 
it'll be re repetitive. All you do is X and A to dodge, or repeatedly bash X to run, or something like that. It just it's pointless. I'd rather just enjoy the scenery, or at least give me some like Walking Dead where it's different every time, isn't it? That the controls change to keep your mind on it. Yeah, keeps your focus, sort of thing. Yeah, that was an annoying habit. I, well, an annoying little thing that I've found is how even the quick time events, the buttons change. So when I think I know what's happening, they tend to throw a curveball and the buttons changed and. I sit there and panic for a couple of seconds. Yeah. And yeah. then realise I actually know where the buttons on my pad are. It keeps you active though, doesn't it? And in, into it sort of thing. Yeah, it stops you just sitting back and watching the cuts. So I think they do have the, the place where it works really well. It's one of those keeps you on the edge of the seat. But I also think... See, I still remember when... I uh, suppose if you can... Yeah, back then when they were FMVs were given to you as like a reward for say you finished three levels and they give you a short FMV to sit back and watch and it was kind of kind of something to work for because you wanted to see what the next FMV was going to be and yeah I'm talking back when FMVs were proper really cheesy and there weren't these brilliantly rendered HD uh, intros and movies that we get now like I'm about like the original Command and Conquers and things like that where they were this corny acting really cheesy <laughs> With a bit of nasty CG thrown in, but you look forward to... Yeah, they were, like you said, cheesy, but it's, they were entertaining to watch, weren't they? Oh, yeah, they were great. I think there was, what was that one on PlayStation now, where it's, it used those, but it had the guy off of Star Wars in it. James Earl Jones? No, uh... Mark Hamill? Yeah, yeah. Oh, you think the Wing Commander? Yeah, that's the one, yeah. It's just... Something different. Why they don't do that anymore these days? It's. I mean, you you could get any actor, couldn't you? And we'll stick it's because in it. I'm guessing. I suppose it's because graphics have caught up now. I mean, we think about it back then. Gra the graphic abilities that they could actually make games with was seriously limited. So, you know, yeah. sticking some video in there kind of made it look a bit better. But now, with the amazing amazing stuff that can come up with now with video games, I'm guessing there's not so much of a need for nasty looking video intros and stuff like that because they were pretty nasty looking back then it's i think um you could do it as like a homage to older games and just have it i mean did you ever play those ones in the arcades where it was a live action shooter <laughs> who shot mad dog mccree i think that's it yeah yeah they were laser disc yeah bring that back on Wii U or PlayStation Move or something like that. Are you on about like a direct port of it or? Anything is it? I mean, <laughs> just over the top shoot. I mean, you, you don't really get shooters anymore, do you? Like, I think you get House of the Dead and Resident um, Evil games. It's you, you. You tend not to see the live action ones anymore. Yeah, I remember play. I remember them being viciously unforgiving when I used to play them in the arcades. It cost me a fortune. I I think there was another one, weren't there? Um, it was like a sci-fi shooter one. There was one out on the Sega Saturn. Not Saturn, sorry, the Sega CD, I think. Uh, like that. Law Enforcer, I think it was called. Something along those lines, there was another arcade title like that. Uh, according to this, it was released in the arcade in 1990. Then Sega CD, then CDI, 
up until recently on the PlayStation Network. What, Mad Dog McCree? Yeah. Ah, oh, that's a must. We've got to get some video footage of that. That was an awesome game. Yeah, so I might have to have a purchase of that later. Although, I'd love to have the original gun that came with the arcade. Yeah. Bright bright red oversized six-shooter pistol. Be amazing, wasn't it? And there's a second one as well. Yep, they did. Uh, I'm trying to think. There was another series that was out around about the same time. Similar style. Don't know if it was Law Enforcer. The, um, it was made by American Laser Games. Pretty original. Mm. Um, it, was a, it was a laser disc game. Mad Dog McCree. I remember correctly. Who shot Johnny Rock? That's the one! <laughs> uh, Hollywood <laughs> version of 1930s Chicago. Uh, you had Space Pirates, which is the sci-fi one. Space Pirates. That sounds awesome. Uh, Caligar's Gallery. Crime Patrol 1 and 2. The Last Bounty Hunter. Fast Draw Showdown. And Shootout <laughs> at Old Tuscan. So there you go. We want a reinvigoration of old Laserdiscs full motion video style shooters. Brought out on the console. Maybe even get, um, what's the Sega CD one now? Night Terror? Night Trap. That's the one. Get that on there as well. <laughs> I'm still hunting that one down for my Sega CD. Um, is, it, is it regarded as rare or? Not really. There's plenty of copies of it about. It's just when I got a spare bit of cash to warrant spending it on a really terrible game that I'll only play once. Yeah. <laughs> Nice. I don't know, thirty pounds. What? One hundred and fifty pounds, isn't it? Oh, I'm not paying one hundred and fifty pounds for it. <laughs> yeah, I'll look, get it cheaper. You're looking at about twenty-five pounds. Yeah. So, like I said, it's justifying spending that money on a really bad game that I know is a really bad game. Yeah. Well, I, I, I did it with Aliens. So. <laughs> yeah, but you didn't know that was a bad game when you bought it. Only because they lied to me. <laughs> I know Night Trap's terrible. But at the time when it was out, would you have known that? That's the question. Well, I think at the time I couldn't afford a Sega CD, so... was <laughs> a bit of a redundant point for me, that. Because they were expensive. Yeah. And I was too young to work. Oh, you must have been about 20 then, wouldn't you? Ooh... <laughs> When was um, Night Trap released, or the Sega CD released? Um, Sega CD was released... 1993. So I would have been 10. He sold 6 million units. Yeah. Didn't think it was that big. I second CD was. Yeah. I don't think the 32X was uh, that popular. I don't think I knew anyone that had the Sega CD. You already would have been about 5, wouldn't you? Nice. I had a Master System and then went to PlayStation. They were around, it's just... Everybody seemed to have the original Mega Drive or Super Nintendo. Yeah, they were. They were the big sellers, weren't they? Yeah. I mean, especially the Mega Drive. 
I think was a bit more successful than the Super Nintendo over here. I'm gonna go out and say. Yeah, it maybe was, it, it was cheaper, wasn't it, at the time? Well, I think they kind of did better over here as well because wasn't there something about how Nintendo really screwed up their European launch of the Super Nintendo? Did they? I think I think so. I think I remember something about that. I could be wrong. Well, 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 I won't put it past them anyway. <laughs> they always do something to screw us over. Over here. But I think it was more popular in Japan and America uh, than Sega was. Yeah. Well, looking around the internet, it seems that everybody had a Super Nintendo. I think it outlasted the Mega Drive, I want to say. Because I know it came into the 16-bit race quite late on with the Super Nintendo. Yeah. So the Mega Drive had already had a firm foothold, and then obviously the Super Nintendo came out and lasted a wee bit longer, I think. Um, right, next bit of news. Um, have you heard that Microsoft are working on a smartwatch prototype? I'd heard about this. I'm not quite sure what it is or what they expect to do with this smartwatch. For... Is this some kind of thing that they want to link to the Xbox or is it just a, a general... Uh, an independent smartwatch. Well, supposedly, um, five year ago, they planned. Well, they, they had versions of this made, and it was called. Well, it used Spot technology. And I'm looking at a picture here of Bill Gates and two other people with the watches on. And it, it's saying that it was eight hundred dollars to buy. And what's this smartwatch supposedly meant to be able to do? Well, the old one was linked with MSM, but this new one, it'll have a 1.5 touch screen display, uh, a magnetic power connector. Uh, a magnetic power connector? What, yeah. so that's just for like magnetic recharging and things like that? Yeah, it's, apparently the, the Surface uses it. But um, they're hoping it's from the team that made the Connect. So. <laughs> so it'll take them a couple of years to get it right then. But rumor is that it began its life as a heart rate monitor to pair with the Xbox. But surely they're not on about releasing a smart watch that they're going to link to the Xbox for what purpose? Don't know. I imagine it'll be always online at all times, but <laughs> <laughs> I just I'm not quite I don't understand the concept of a smartwatch. I can't quite see what a smartwatch would do unless they're on about incorporating a smartphone a smartphone into a watch format. Yeah. Stupid isn't it? It's just seems rather pointless. But yeah. I suppose if it is gonna replace the mob the the smartphone completely then you know, me being the old typical sci-fi geek who's a big fan of the Babylon 5, I think it'd be quite cool to have someone on my wrist I could talk into and look like a complete buffoon. But, yeah. if you well, can't it, do it as well... The thing is, it's £800 really steep considering people have already got a phone where they can do all this stuff on. Um, 
Yeah, but if it if it does replace the mobile phone, and then like say if Android cracks on and these these smartwatches replace the mobile phones, you'll be getting contract watches next, rather it, than contract phone. It's already been done, aren't it? The smartwatches, it's they are terrible. It's well, I guess the first gen of them are, aren't they? But I imagine once they get built on, and it it, it wasn't the fact that. It'll just become a mobile phone with a wrist strap at some point. And... Yeah, at least like the one I had, I, I bought the Sony one. I can't remember what it was called, but there were two main problems. The screen was, it obviously made a glass. It didn't respond to anything that you pressed on it. And the second problem is it clipped into a bit of plastic. So you'd go out of the watch on and you'd come back and find that there's no watch face in it. <laughs> so... <laughs> And I think it retailed at like two hundred and thirty pounds. So uh, not cheap. I picked it up for fourteen pounds because nobody used it because it kept falling apart. Fourteen quid. Yeah. <laughs> so it's always better to wait for things to come down in price. Yes, Liam. It is. <laughs> Don't mention aliens. <laughs> <laughs> or the Wii U. <laughs> <laughs> Next bit of news. Um, well, we're gonna to come to it anyway, but the SimCity fiasco with Maxis. Is it still broken, or is it just? I think a people are still having problems with it. How long's it been out now? That must be a good what month. That game's been up and running. Yeah, it is the fourth one, isn't it? No, it's just called SimCity. No, SimCity Five. SimCity 4 was one of the freebie games you were getting if you bought yeah. this SimCity or one of the freebie games you could play if you bought this SimCity during launch. Looking at an article here, it says that EA's retired SimCity Social, SimSocial and more from Facebook. Ah, yes, they were those silly Facebook games they had in the run-up to SimCity, weren't it? Yeah. But, uh, yeah, people are still having problems. <laughs> you Google it, it's just page after page of recent things, people oh, disconnecting. Yeah. I've kind of got to feel sorry for Maxis on this one now. Hmm, it's not their fault, it's something that he is said well, that you must I mean, have this in. I suppose directly they developed this game, so they kind of are responsible for a lot of what's gone off game-wise. I don't think PR-wise, uh, I don't think it was much down to them. And yeah. I'm not obviously we don't know what pressure they were oopsie what pressure they were under with um EA on the back or out, but they've gotta be getting some stick now. Yeah, well it's, it's their fault in it really. It's, I mean they sent out the beta and obviously it weren't stress tested enough and if you're not going to test something properly, it's... Yeah, true. I mean, from the sound of it, the entire game's just a complete mess. Yeah. Uh, from the get-go, the fact that they've actually had to remove uh, components of the game to make it work, to begin with, there's something wrong there. And I, I don't suppose you can solely blame this online all-time thing as the sole reason for it. There has to be other, other 
underlying issues that why this game is such a broken mess. Yeah. It's, even if the game did work, talking about the game, it's still shitty, the fact that you build your own city and they want you to... Well, you've got to wait for to get other people to help you further that city. Yeah, yeah, the social aspect to that I've uh, didn't sound. Uh, I wasn't too keen on the sound of it from the get go. This that it relies on other people joining your city, and that potentially means that you know other people could fuck up your city by just not playing. And yeah, well, it's imagine. And when we played this uh, ten years ago, that whatever it were, two or might be three. It was enjoyable just to sit and play it on your own, relax, <laughs> take your time on it, and. Well, to me, that's that's what SimCity is. You know, it's the a single player. You know, build your own city, get lost in your own world, and yeah. before you realise that you've spent twelve hours in front of a computer screen, that's what SimCity was for me. Well, they've kind of taken that away, haven't they, by doing all this shit and. It's, I mean, I imagine there are a lot of people out there that are actually playing the game now and it is up and running and working fine for them. But with such a... They must they must have known this was going to happen at launch when it did happen. Yeah. Uh, there was no way they couldn't have not known. And Granted, they're not going to openly turn around and say, yeah, don't buy our game straight away because it's going to be absolutely sh- fucked. But on the other hand, they are willingly selling a broken product at the same time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> whether their qual that their testers that they must have um what's the word employed someone to test this game fully well, yeah I mean they've had stress testers and obviously it's been through quality control and stuff, but the problem being with any game which is online is you can never stress test to the full capacity of a launch. But, see, I don't think that if it was just an issue of the server went down for the first day or two, then, yeah, you know, that's not too bad. But this game's fucked. For weeks afterwards, people couldn't get on. And this online all-times thing, and them justifying it by saying it's, oh, well, it has to be online all online all the time now because it's an MMO is just bullshit. Yeah. It's it's just EA trying to squirm the way out of admitting that they've just bogged the game down. It's them forcing DRM down people's throats again. The worrying thing about all this though. And selling faulty products. If next gen titles like the rumour is are online at all times. You're gonna find this issue a lot more. Yeah. It's gonna happen on every title. But there is a stupidly simple way to stop it. And that's to stop buying the game on launch. Yeah. If everybody stops buying the game when it comes out, or the day it comes out, wait a couple of weeks. (coughs) Excuse me. So not even not buying the game outright, but just leave it two weeks, two, three weeks, where the most important part of their, their sales data is, they'll get the message. And they'll have to learn to stop because as much as people want to, certain people say, well, just deal with this and deal with that. At the end of the day, it's the consumers that keep these guys in a job and they're supplying a product to the consumer. But 
In which case, it's not really going to happen, is it? So it shouldn't be a case of deal with it. It should be them. If there's a problem which a mass of the consumers are suffering from, then it's their responsibility as the creator of this product to fix it. And if it was anything else, if you kept getting ripped off by your local corner shop or if you kept getting ripped off by your local pub, you'd stop going there. Yeah, you would, not you? So just because this is... This should be, this shouldn't be considered any different just because it's a new a digital media or what have you. You know, you vote with your wallet at the end of the day. Yeah. If you want them to take notice, you just stop buying their product for a bit and then watch them come screaming back to you. It will no longer be, well, just deal with it. It'll be, oh, well, sorry, we'll make it better. I suppose <coughs> one day that will happen, won't it? It's 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 one of those things whether how much people can take of it because there will be a backlash, won't there? End it there. Oh yeah, there'll either be a backlash or we'll end up with another video games crash like they had back in the eighties. Yeah, which is worst case scenario for everyone. Mm. I mean, video games will never go away. They're never going to disappear completely. It'll just be. I mean, now that the mainstream, I think it's extremely unlikely there'll be a video game crash, but. It could get to the point where people just stop buying the products because they're just sick and tired of being ripped off and take the money elsewhere. When you look at everything you can get on smart TVs and stuff now, you, know, you, you can play video games on your phone, you can play video games on your TV. Yeah. You can play video games anyway. You don't exclusively need a console or a AAA title to uh-huh. do that anymore. I think that's where, if consoles are going to struggle, it'll be the mobile phone that kills them off or, or something along those lines. I think they've got more competition than ever. Uh, but I think their biggest competition is going to come from the open market consoles that are popping up. Yeah. You know, or like the, the U-Year and Shield and stuff, they might not be the best things out at the moment, but they are a stepping stone for other... Yeah, great things. Other, sort of thing. Yeah, other developers, other, other new products. of the U-Year, did you hear about the sketchy launch about sending it to well all the kickstarters how shoddy it was and uh, things didn't work <laughs> can't say i'm surprised to be honest it's just <sighs> i want i wanted the uu to work i really did i wanted it to be a really good console and hopefully this is just teething problems but i can't see it being a huge success and i can't see it doing everything that people have said it would do yeah it's it's They've not got enough money, I don't think, to perfect it. Because they've made all this stuff now. They're not going to go back and fix every little problem. They're just going to stick it out there, aren't they? Well, it all depends on what, when you say to perfect it, what people are expecting. If people are expecting a new 360, a new Wii or Wii U or a PlayStation, they're not going to get it. At the end of the day, the companies that make these consoles are multi-billion dollar corporations. They have got money to throw at these things that no Kickstarter could ever raise or no independent could ever come up with. So you're not going to get a console like that. Yeah. At, at this stage, it's just not going to happen. Uh. Lost again. <laughs> I'm just thinking that open. Yeah, granted that things like the Ouya is meant to be this open source Android games console which you know is going to target the open source market when odds are it's 
all it's going to do is just encourage emulation on them and things yeah. like that. You're just going to get ROM upon ROM upon ROM, I reckon. Please. Uh, this nonsense about it being able to do stuff like run Skyrim and things like that, I'll believe it when I see it. It's bullshit. It's not going to happen, mate. No. I mean, I'm looking at um, a benchmark for the Wii against other mobile phones and tablets. On this list, it is fourth down already. That There's a phone that's been out, or two phones that's been out six months that are already powerful than it. It's not even been released yet. Exactly. It's not going to get very far. I don't think. Uh, it may be great to see. Uh, I'd love to get my hands on one and actually play one just to see what it's like. But, I don't know. We'll see. I'm not going to pay £99 for one. No. It's expensive, really, isn't it? Considering you can get the Nexus 7 tablet for 160 It's got a screen in it to surf. Plug it into your telly. becomes a console. Etc. There we go. It's. Oh, we'll see. Well, I think we should call that there for our first podcast. I don't think we've uh, done too bad at all. We've managed to dribble on for nearly two hours. Uh, yeah, it's been a good first podcast. Yeah, so the idea is we do this monthly. Uh, probably length will vary. The games that we play, if you're watching the video of this podcast, will vary. And whoever's in the podcast will also vary as well. Like I said, next one, we're hoping to get Mar- Marty in on this as well. Uh, and, yeah, as time goes on, we'll hopefully have different guests chatting about different things. But thanks for listening. It's been a great fun, and we hope you enjoyed it. And we'll don't forget to check out the website. That's www.crazyhorsegaming.co.uk. And also check out the forums over at GamerKitten.com. That's www.gamerkitten.com. They've just started a... New push, what they're calling the G-Kit Guardians, where they're playing video games to raise money for charities. Great cause. They're going to be doing it for all different charities as time goes on, so go check them out. They're a great group of people to go hang with. And we'll catch you all on the podcast next month. So I'm going to say goodbye. See you all later. And I believe that's a goodbye from Liam as well. Yes, silent. Yep. Say you later. <laughs> <laughs> Bye.